Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are ya? It's a beautiful and not so hot day in NY City. NY City. New York City. Yes. Hello. Kumusta? Kumusta? Last night lang, di ba? Magkita na naman tayo. We had so much fun last night with our interview with um with Mr. Jonathan Brincomino of Intro Boys. Ngayon naman, oh my God, excited din ako sa ating special guest. Ano naman tayo? International. Filipino ba rin? pa rin? Pero ano siya? Sikat na doktor to. At oh, based dito sa New York, di ba? Yes, talagang New York. Ano ba? It, parang international slash Filipino. Basta yun na yun. Sabay ganun eh. Oh, by the way, naku si Lali. Lali, amante. Namiss kita, girl. Namiss ka namin. Hi, Lali. Lali. Oo nga pala, may message kita ha. Kasi kukunin ka namin ulit na ano, special guest host. <laughs> Favorite ka kasi namin and favorite ka din ng mga ano pag weekdays lalo na pag wala si Jekas favorite ka ng ano nung hinahanap ka ng mga tao Asan pa siya yung... pumunta ngayon? Bakit parang bumal Sa ah, palalim na... siya nagbabali po lang bakla Ano ah, masyal? Namasyal, oo, kaya ganon O ano tawag dito Jekas anong ginagawa mo ngayon? Anong iniinom mo? Ano peach vodka Yeah. I know one of these. Just let me try that. Yung mga different ano. I always get ano. I always drink Merlot, Cabernet, minsan Malbec. I'll try naman for ano. Oh, nag-beach volleyball daw si si Lali Amante. That's why. Ah, training. Siguro ang ibang panipest yung ginagawa mo. Baka ibang ano. Baka nota yung ginapanipest mo. Uy, Lali, one of these days ha. We will ano attend your tournament. Para mamakita ka namin. I'm sure Jekas will will find ano. Maybe a special someone. Magano kami. Habang nagbabal, Bex, habang nagbabalibol ka, kami yung sportscaster. Ayan! Sige! Tamaan mo! Tamaan mo! Ayan, ayan, ayan. Suktokin mo, suktokin mo yung bola. Diba? Mukha lang kami tanga. Kaganda nyo naman. Ang fresh, hindi rin. Diyos ko, Lord. Anyways, naku, thank you so much. Ito, si Lali ang unang-una. Teka, sandali. Hindi pa tayo nag-good morning and good night and good ano ba? Anyways, okay. Mag-uumpisahan ko na, ha? Good morning, Pilipinas, sa lahat ng nanonood. Good evening, USA at JCAS. Lagi mo sinasabi? Good morning po sa lahat ng Filipino community in different parts of the world, kasulok-sulukan ng galaxy, at special mention po ang mga nakatira sa Uranus. Sa Uranus? Yeah. Si Kaden lagi-lagi na sinasabi. Kaden, where did you go? Uranus. Ako, ay, walang yung boto ako. Thailand sa inyong dalawa ni, ano, ni Direk. Hindi po my anus, your anus. Oh my God. Oh, at least buti na lang nakakaintindi ng Tagalog din yung special guest natin. Oo, nga buti naman. Nakala ko nosebleed tong gabing to. Oo. Hindi, okay lang. Ano ka ba? Ano naman tayo? Well, anyway. Fine like chameleon. Yes, you can talk to everyone. Charot. Ha, 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 
Kasi ang dami mo nang tanungan na niya, ang dami mo nang alam ah. Ay, no, ang dami ko. Alam, alam mo na yata na po secret nila. What are you doing with the secrets? Alam mo nang gawin ko na yon, yung secret na yun. Ito combine ko into one. Lalagay ko sa notebook. Gawin mo po bola. I know. Tapos I'll think about it. Tapos lalagay mo sa bag. Ang papayat nyo. Tigilan mo ako. Hi, Chiki M from Los Angeles. How are you? Yes. O sige, intro ko na. Let me introduce you our very special guest for tonight. Okay? So guys, our special guest for tonight is a proud Pinoy who happens to be the renowned director of training and conditioning for NBA of New York Knicks. Grabe, no? Astig, no? He was born in, actually, he was born in New Jersey and raised in different parts of the world including the Philippines. Kaya marunong mag-Tagalog, kaso baloktot ng konti. Oo. The UP alumni doctor is a person with a wide range of knowledge and skills such as, eto ha, listen to this. He's a physical therapist, athletic trainer, strength coach, sports scientist, mindful coach, a mentor, a social entrepreneur, a visionary, International speaker. He also happens to be a world traveler, adventure seeker, food lover, and a self-proclaimed dance ninja. I don't know what that means. We'll ask him later kung ano yung dance ninja na yan. Baka pati sa bed nansa. Ayun na naman tayo. Siyempre. That I want to know. I'm sure you want to. Yeah. And he was also one of the first Filipino VJs and RX 93.1 days. Oh, diba? DJ din to. Oh, my God. VJ. DJ to lang. VJ pala. So, my God. Jekas, jack of all trade na naman to, no? One of our guests. At saka from UP. Lagi na lang tayo may mga, lagi na lang majority ng guests natin from UP. Matatalino sila talaga yun. Nakakaloka. So, anyways. Guys, let's find out his current whereabouts, his roots his beliefs, and his secrets to success while drinking our favorite drinks. Yeah. So, guys, please welcome Dr. Benedict Valencia. Yeah. Benedict Irwin Valer. Yeah. Yeah, ready. Oh, my God. Ready for the K-pop hearts. I know, right? Mukha siyang K-pop, no? Buti ka pa naman sa alam mo. I think this is the first time I actually did this. What? Are you serious? Yeah. No, because... This is a thing. I know. I've been seeing it in the Philippines and people who love K-pop and also the K-dramas. But I am not bitten by the K-dramas at all. What about you? Are you? You know what? I started watching a little bit, I think, because my sister and my sister-in-law particularly, they're like truly addicted. So... Because they're addicted, I find myself maybe trying it out. But my brother goes, "Don't." The moment you step in there, you're lost forever. Forever, it's true. So that's not enough. You just use watching and watching everything. So I try to limit my intake of K dramas, but I don't hate on it. And you know what? Because it's very entertaining. Because the moment I get in, I'm going to get sucked in so so crazily. So. Hina hina lang, you know. Hina hina. What have you watched? What have you watched? I'm I'm sure Jesse has watched those. What? Oh my god. What crash landing on you? Oh my god, Shepre. Is it Kingdom? The other one, the one that's kind of like a started started crash landings. 
or episode one, started King, Kingdom, Kingdom. E- episode something. Episode still something. Haven't, seven, still haven't gone back. <laughs> and then there's uh, and then there's obviously like the other ones that are like um, the Train to Busan, which is more like a movie. But oh, so- that's what I want. I love that. Oh, right. like, you want like that? Yeah, oh my, my god! And there's a part two. Uh, there's a part two coming. Like you, sometimes you'll be mistaken for sure as a K-pop, um, I don't know, actor. Because you're really, but ito, you're really, 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 really tall. Because when yeah. I met you a few years ago, I was like, there's this guy, a tall, buff, kind of buff, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, you're not that, you're not athletic. that, you're skinny, athletic. As in, ang ganda na How tall are you? Um, six months. Six foot, but at that time you look like so tall. Like you were like, you're well, I'm shorter. Well, everyone. Well, you're, short, you're the shortest. <laughs> exactly. But, so that's why. Wait, Jesse, do I remember it right that I all that I met him first at the 2016 launch of I Am Film? So that's where you met him too. Yes. Yes. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Come on. 2016. Wow. Oh Can you imagine 2016 was like four years ago. Can you believe that? It's like oh so God. long ago, but not really, right? Yeah. And I remember. Wait, I remember you have a beautiful date. I, I know. Remember. That's what I remember. I had no thing. Is she a model? That girl. Is she a model? I was trying to figure out like who at that time. Oh my girl. God. No, I know who that is, duh. She's so beautiful. That's Wait, the, is it the uh, the blonde Swiss girl? The or blonde, I... The blonde girl. Yeah, so she's my best friend Layla. She's Swiss. Uh, oh. She's Swiss Lebanese. Um, oh God, that's why she's so yeah, beautiful. Swiss Lebanese. She lives in Switzerland, um, and then she happens to live. She lived in New York a little bit, and so okay. when she was here, like we just like hung out. So she, I was like her tour guide because she didn't really like know a lot of people. So I brought her around. Tapos kung may mga adventure ako, tapos ano gusto mo magadventure tara. And she was like, sure. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, like oh, I felt like you really cute together. Huh? You really look cute together. So I thought, <laughs> ang ganda. Hindi mo Ginoa? You know what? Later, later, we'll ask you that question. Wait, before we start asking you a lot of balahuraan questions, I don't know if you understand oh, It's been a while. Wait, can you say it? Balahura. 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 Oh, there you go. Before I can, I can pronounce it. Okay, kaya kaya na. So kaya to. Oh, also we have to welcome you. Uh, we will have to welcome you. Okay, magtutos mo. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, Havana Club rum, direct from Cuba. Ooh. Uh, so, world traveler. For you guys, you know what? I'm going to make it a special evening and pop that bottle and drink it with you. So you know. Wow. Cheers. 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 Okay, okay. Uh, it's so special. It's an honor. We are so blessed and humbled. So anyways, okay. So guys, we have to welcome our special guest for tonight. All right. So to everyone who's watching in the Philippines, in the US, all over the world, let's all welcome the cutie K-pop star. K-pop star. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> who huh? looks like a K-pop star. Dr. Erwin Valencia, welcome, welcome to, to Over a Glass Cheers. picture daw. Ito na lagi naming, ano ngayon, eh, protocol. Do- Direct JV wants to have a, a picture af- before we start the question. So, picture muna tayo, ha? A picture okay. with okay. Over a glass Yes, okay, give. One, two, three. Oh, ayan, direct. Oh, ayan, tapos na. Tapos pala gumano tayo. So, anyways. Okay, before we start, like, I'm sure 
a lot of people has a lot of questions too. What the heck are those like behind you? Ano yan? Yung mga nandiyan sa likod? Oh, you mean my hats? Yeah. Hats? Oh my God. Like those are like your collections? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I've been wearing hats since zero. Like some of the earliest pictures I had when I was a little boy, my 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 sombrero na ako eh. And any kind, like whether it's fireman hat, policeman hat, any kind of spaceman hat. And I always had hats. And so I think generally I just find myself just wearing hats. And then these are my, as I, as I said earlier, my frequently used hats, my F U H. F U two. F U two. Oh my! God. So how many hats do you have? So those are your collections. So these are the ones I use the most. There's a twelve here, and then okay. I have probably in this area. I probably have like, pro probably have like anywhere from fifteen to twenty in here, and then upstairs in like my in like my closet. I probably have another like 40. Oh my it's, God. It's an addiction. Jesse, <laughs> so you look on top too. I still have boxes that I haven't even opened yet. Oh, so. my, God. oh my God. I mean, I love hats, but you are. You are. You are. You are. You are the Imelda Marcos of hats. Oh, you're not even 3,000, huh? So I'm going to And I bet. Because I know I get 100, I start donating. Because I'm so brave. After 100, wait, tamang na 100. That's it. That's it. Also, alam mo ang ano eh? Masarap siyang ano friend. Because alam na we all know na what to give you during Christmas, during your birthday. Oh yeah, just hat lang palang. Especially the more I think for me, the more parang special or like sentimental it is. I like I like keeping it, especially if it symbolizes something or if it was given. Like for me, like I said, these ones came from Oaxaca in Mexico that were made by. Uh, you know the old ladies that were artisan and and they're making it with okay. by their hand and this and the pom poms that I'm wearing. So exactly. it, it's putting you know you it's like going to like the you know back home in the provincias and it's like the actual people na sila mismo ginagawa. Tapos you're you're actually like there saying buying it from them directly and you know how they're take how they're taken care of and stuff. So I think it's important to me that my story. Talaga. And, so, and so some all of them probably looks uh, mahal no. Ano? Yung ayaw akin kasi eh, mura lang. I'm sure mga mahal yung sa'yo, mga hats. I know, hindi naman, no. Hindi naman. First of all, if I buy them at like Gorin or something like that, sa sale lang, clearance, ha? sa clearance, sa pumunta, di ba? So, uh, <laughs> so I just wait for the season. Kasi, di ba, season, seasonal yung rin yung hats. Kasi like, this yes, is summer exactly. yes. I can't use this in the winter. So, pag winter, kini-clearance nila. So, I'm like waiting for it to go clearance. I was like, okay, see you. <laughs> oh, smart buyer. Uh, no, I wait, I wait for it. No, parang syempre, parang, we can't, we can't make, we can't make, you know, we can't make like, like uh, tawad naman here. So, we just do it uh, accordingly. But these ones, they're, you know, I obviously get it directly from my friends who bring it from Mexico itself. So, do you have any anything, any hats that came from the Philippines or Walapa? Walapa. Um, okay, we will give you one. <laughs> yeah, I think I have some. Like, I think I bought some before, but I think the problem was like it was, it's tough to bring. And then um, it's tough to bring when it's over here because when I wear it, then it gets like, Especially pag nasa maleta or if I try to wear it and then you put it exactly. on top. Especially yeah. sa plane, baling sa Pilipinas. And then, siyempre, lahat ng tao, what they do is they stick all the, the suitcases on top of the ano. Tapos napipisa yung like, hat ko. And I'm like, uy, uy, teka lang. Uy, hat ko, teka lang. <laughs> that, is, that is how really you should take care of hats. You really have to hang it and display it. Because mine is like one over the, one on top of each other. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Plus also, it's a space saver. If you do this, 
the ones you use the most, you sp save space. And then, so every time I leave, I'm like, okay, which one do I use today? So. Oh, wow. But wait, so there's one question here. Um, see Marigold, bam, hi. What's hi, your most unique hat? Oh, oh. So what's your most unique hat? Most unique hat. I think unique for now- Unique and your favorite also. I think the one what that that's here right now, the one that's most unique for me is that one right there. And I, it doesn't seem like it's really that unique, but- Okay. And it's really just a, it's a big Guajiro, it's called a Guajiro hat that came straight from Cuba that like you get, I got it from like the farmers that, that farm the tobacco. This is what they wear. So, oh. I, so they wear sun and then leaves because it, it kind of resembles like uh probably like hats from the Me from Me from Mexico and or probably it reminds me of something where you can put tacos in nachos oh, yeah. in, <laughs> in a gift. Yeah. Now, now I'm making myself hungry, but I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's about food the time. Yeah, yeah, we ate. Yeah, what about you? You ate or yeah, yeah. you can eat while we're interviewing. Yeah. What about the pom-poms? What does it signify? So the pom-poms, it's also from the same ladies. They make pom-poms. They also make candles that they use beeswax that they drip themselves and like they make it longer and stuff. So this is just like, it's it, it, for them, it's a symbol of unity. So they put the pom-poms in different places from like jackets and you can wear it around you. But then when you see a group of people wearing the pom-poms, especially us, but we mga hipster slash hippies of like, the the lower east side or brooklyn and stuff brooklyn and, and williamsburg. We're, all, we're all kind of williamsburg and you're like ah makasama lahat sila. Makasama lahat sila. So, oh yeah because you uh, would know right but i know you're coming in here so that's I, that's why i have this too i wore my yeah. anal beads yeah <laughs> he's like what <laughs> well, oh I'm, not, I'm not gonna add anything more to that I just said yes. 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 Hold on, question. Where are you located right now? Are you in New Jersey or, or in New York? So now I'm I'm actually in my place in Terrytown, Sleepy Hollow. Uh, if you know the, the story and the legend of Sleepy Hollow, oh, it's where on, during Halloween, the headless horseman yes. runs around. Exactly. The headless horseman, yes. The headless horseman and stuff. I'm in the town where if you watch the movie with Johnny Depp and stuff, that's that's where, where I it, am right that's now. That's New York, right? Terrytown, yeah. New York? Okay. It's about 40 minutes north of the city. So I have a house here. Chaka, I have like a, a crash pad uh, down in the Lower East Side, but I'm like a little like tiny space that I just like yeah, man. go into. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, Timeshare. Timeshare. Oh, kaya Airbnb. Just, oh my. Wait, so wait. Uh, 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 from sa introduction ko ha, like you grew up in different places all over the world. So, saan ka pa talaga nagsay? Kasi I know you were born in New Jersey, right? Yeah. So when was the time that you started traveling? Uh, um, I started, started traveling living when I was, yeah. When, yeah, when I was traveling, I think every ever since, even when I was born, when I was born here, uh, right after I think my first year, I ng parents ko sa cruise, like okay. in, like oh. in, in Mexico, and like probably within okay. the year that I was born. And sabi na mami ko when I was born, kasi my mola ko sa pako na magkikitay ako na parang I would be probably the type na nas parang suwail ng konte na biglang aalis lang ng yeah you you couldn't stay in one place I couldn't stay in one place yeah okay kitty de ba kitty kitty 
Yeah, so wait, so you were wait, you were born in New Jersey and then you went straight to the Philippines to study? No, no. So, so, so New yeah, Jersey tell us the story. My mom was finishing business school at uh, Fairleigh Dickinson in New Jersey. Okay. And then while working for my Lolo, who was like the town the town doctor. And um, and he actually has a great story with him. He was always the guy that my dad was like, oh, mo si Lolo, si Lolo Henry mo. And he came here, you know, with his with his medical degree, and then he was here for his internships and fellowships. Tapos madideport na dapat siya, pero the town rallied for him and wrote the state senator and said, "Hey, this guy takes care of us from his own free will. We're supporting him. We want him to stay in this town." So. Since then, he was dedicated to taking care of people in Lodi in New Jersey, and and some of my cousins still live there. So my my, my was someone that my mom really admired, and so my dad did, and so we stayed with them while my mom was finishing school, and my mm-hmm. dad was doing OJTs in uh, Manhattan after finishing business school, um, and then I was born there, and then we moved to Houston, where my titas on my dad's side had like a parang import export business that we had ran from our we had a business coming from Davao that we had the uh, parang kamagong and akasha and then we made furniture the spinatlanam in sa, sa Houston Texas but then after a few months or after a year we moved to Davao na kasi my lolo got sick and then my lolo wanted my dad to take care of the business sa Davao oh so how old were you i was probably 3 years old 3 4 Oh, so since three years old until college, like you stayed in, no, in the Philippines. Three years old ago, tapos um, I was in Davao. That's at the age of eight. I had to. I flew to to the U.S. by myself uh, at the age of eight. Because uh, oh. at that period of time, there was obviously alam you know, political unrest was going on in the Philippines. Yeah. Tapos uh, the biggest issue was the fact that malapit na makidnap. So uh-huh. yeah, like what? there was like. There was continuous death threats already, and then it wasn't until a certain period of time. Na sabi ng sabi, my dad believes, and he still thinks that he believes. Na nagpadala sila ng ng casket, ng casket na the size of my size when I was seven, seven, eight. My mom says, "Hoy, hindi casket yung pinadala. Ano um, skull, skull na my my letter sa ng bata, like skull ng bata." What was the reason? Why do they want to adopt? I mean, not ad- abduct you. Because <laughs> Davao was a hotbed at that period of time. Because that was the time that you know the Marcos regime was going down. Madaming NPAs at Pilipinas, but madaming mga like this in, parang rebellion. Na, ironically, my UP students na yes. nagrebel sila, but they all based themselves in the mountains in like Mount Apo in the Philippines. Also, they weren't like the NPA. They were just their own educated faction against the government so and they thought that being in the Davao area Mindanao area was like for them the best place to be so uh and so it was like very a hotbed and because of the fact that we you know we we were one of the families that had some businesses and for them anyone that had businesses you know that you were always a suspect and stuff so they wanted to find a way to get ransom and it, it was a big kidnapping and, and breaking into houses and stuff like that were, were very common but it we were it was directly directed towards me itself because oh you're I special. Was, yeah, no, because like because the what happens is my neighbors started getting uh my neighbors started getting kidnapped and then I was like I went with my dad to the office so when they were like when they were kinakasoko they were like trying to check me out they know that I would go to 
the school, I worked at the Neo de Davao, which was only like within Matina in Davao City, and then I would come back. But I was like by myself. So they were like, this guy would be the easy target. Because I would play like outside all the time with spiders and whatever. So I was like a free, I was a free kid. I was a hippie kid. So I'm like, you know. I can imagine you're a very cute kid. Curious. I was very curious, but thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, my favorite line, Jess. Yes, go, go ahead, Jess. Like what I always say to the to Visayans that I meet, I I I know Gamay Visaya, but gusto na ako dako. I'm sorry. You you mentioned Gamay, so there you go. There you go. Okay, So so you so from Davao, so you you flew back. I mean, Davao at the age of eight, my dad had to send me because we couldn't afford the whole family to move to the states to live with my my ninong. So my dad just they made an executive decision. The safest thing for them to do is send me. So literally, my my dad and mom brought me to. They were at Davao Airport, and then my dad went with me from Davao Airport to Manila Airport, and then from Manila Airport, my dad went to Nino Aquino and dropped me off to a Japanese Airlines flight attendant and said, "Your Nining will get you on the other side." And I was like, I looked at the flight attendant, and I was like, "Some Japan Airlines?" I was like, "You look hot, girl. Yeah, hold my hand." O M G. I was like, so when I was in the plane, I was like, I was on the plane, I was like. Yeah. I know. Um, can I get the Can I get the the free? I know, parang jumbo jet na you know being begun on the jumbo jet. Toy. Tapos can I also get like the coloring books and stuff? And then the people around me would be like, "Excuse me, little boy, are you by yourself?" And I'm like, "Yeah. Can I? We can we help you with anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want your uh, dinner roll, please. Can you just give that to me?" <laughs> oh my god! Ang ang lakas na ng apog ng baby kalang. Oh my God! That was in you were eight years old at that time. Eight, yeah. There was, you know, I was like, I thought I was on, I was on holiday. I didn't know that all of this was happening with the background until I was eighteen when my parents told me that this was a, a situation. Like when, oh, my, when I was eighteen, my parents sat me down and says, "We want to let you know the truth of why you went to the U.S. by yourself." Oh my God! Oh my God! It's like oh, an adventure. Oh, by the way, yeah. um. Look me, Harris. Do you know Look me, Harris? Hi, oh, hi. Look me, Harris is here watching. Hi, what's up? What's up, Hi. What's up, boy? What's up, boy? What's up, dude? Look, it's my guy. That's my guy. Really? Yeah, oh, you we know toured together. Like I was the MC for South Border when they did their their tours. Whoa! Yeah, what's up, dude? Small world, no. I know. Yeah, and then also, obviously, uh, uh, somebody else from Davos, Jinky Vidal. Um, yes. From, from what the what her band? Uh, Wait. Um, <laughs> is that is that MYMP? Look, help us. Sasi si Jinky ano? Kumakain ang band yan. Hi E, hi E, hi E from Look, Baba Look. Yes, what's up, dude? Brother. Oh yeah. my God, ang galing, no. Yeah. So, Wait, fast forward. I want to fast forward. I want to listen to your to your ano, to your story like slowly. Papa, look, we miss you. Oh, I sabi niya, miss you, Papa Erwin. Papa E. Doctor E. Oh, So okay, so what happened? So from oh, so you went. Are you thinking it now? Oh, Oh my God, we will we will lose a competition. 
Wait, Free Taps Ramirez. Funny, it's like freestyle, huh? Freestyle. Dino <laughs> Taps Ramirez of freestyle. You know what's Taps funny? R- what's funny is the fact oh. that I, I think for a while I didn't go back to Davao. One time I went to, I went to at that time, uh, Apple View Hotel, um, just to go to Apple View Hotel. I was checking it out. I was just, it was a nightlife situation. I wanted to go out. I think I was in college or something like that. And I was sitting down watching and I was like, oh, this band freestyle, pretty cool. All right. And then, and then the lead singer, Jinky, I didn't, I remember, she walked right up to me after like, uh, uh, she walked, af- walked right up to me after her show and she goes, you don't remember me, huh? And I'm like, sabi ko, dinate ko ba to? Hindi ko. Dinate ko ba to? Dinate ko ba to? Wait, ano ba? Dinate ko ba to? Ano ba? She goes, Erwin, I'm Jinky, Jinky Vidal. We were classmates in Ateneo de Davao when we were like eight years, seven years old, eight years old, you know? I was like, how will I ever remember that? You know, we were like classmates in like six, six, six years old, seven years old, eight years old. Like I don't remember, but she remembered. She goes, um, oh, I'm like, well, that means that she was, look, she was looking at you and she I was in your rage during that time. At, <laughs> yeah, at six, seven. Out. Oh, yeah. Oh, kids nowadays. Oh my I'm God. Even before. Like spiders, like spiders. Ganon, uh, we oh, used to play oh. spiders on the barbecue stick. I know. compete kami sa Jolen noon, di ba? Oh, Jolen. Oh my god. That means Erwin pinagnanasahan ka na niya. No, he's seven years old. Yeah, si Jinky, so we're gonna confirm that with her. Ako naglalaro kayo ng yung mga Jolen Jolen, mga spider na gumaganon-ganon na sa iyo si Jinky. Yeah. Yeah. Gumaganon-ganon sa iyo. Old school. Now that Luke oh, showed up, I'm like, oh my God, this is bringing back so many memories. I know, right? Yeah. Grab small world, no? Okay, so, nasa Davao ka na, and then, after Davao, I went to California, and, then... and I went to California, and I lived in San Jose with my uncle, before California and San Jose was a thing, before it was like, um, before it was, before it was Silicon Valley, everything. At like the age of eight and a half, my nine years old, I, I was working already. I was working as a newspaper boy. I would wake up at 5.30 in the morning, wait for the oh. newspaper to come at 11 at night because when they publish it, they would drop it off like in stacks by uh, Titoko. And because my dad said, look, you know, you, you, you know, you, it'd be nice if you work. We, we can't send you money all the time. So maybe you can, if you can get to work. And uh, for me, I was like, cool. It's like, all right, cool. So like nine years old. And I was like getting these newspapers and then, and I would fold it with rubber band, put plastic, and then I would like deliver it like 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning. I think if you let kids do that illegal, I think Chad Lee. Oh my, how much were you making during that time? Maybe $5 an hour or something. $5. Oh, for nine years old, that's a If I made like $100 in my month, I was like happy. I was like, you know, whatever. Exactly. What do you do with the money? I would I would buy GI Joes. So. Oh my <laughs> I remember so I remember I loved the, I loved GI Joes and Transformers before, but I uh, I can ask them for extra money, but so I'll just I'll just watch the uh, um uh, in the toy <laughs> section, yeah, I, and you can buy it on your own. Because I was, in, I was in the states, I was like a nine year old in the states, and I worked I worked for it, like because like you know so. It was one of those funny situations, and the one thing I remember, my my tita, my my uh, 
my Ninong's wife, my tita Aida, would say, because I came from Davao, Deva, so I would say eh all the time. Because eh, why is that happening eh? So my, my tita Aida would be like, boy, you better stop saying eh. You're in America now, okay? Stop saying eh. And I was like, why eh? Stop saying eh. <laughs> you know, stop saying eh. It was like, I will never forget her saying, you better stop saying eh. You know, but, so you but yeah. Oh my God, so you stopped saying eh. So, so, you, well, so you went to California. My God, California, how long did you stay in California? I was there for like a year and a half until things kind of like subsided um, with regard to people power happened. You know, Nino, I came, you know, like the Corey came into power. And so things were kind of like cool when it cooled down. And then I came back home and I went to school in Sanago in Makati. And my parents put me in the... Uh, in the foreigners section, but I won't immediately get shell shocked right away. Part of my slow progress going down with regards to learning Tagalog again. And okay. I came from Bisaya to English and then to get into Tagalog. Tagalog. Um, so I was in, we, you know, we, my parents had also had to move because what was happening in Davao out of the blue because they were saying, you know, they were having threats now. They were going to, somebody's going to come to the house and blah, blah, blah. So they, they left like without, really bring anything except for their clothes oh and wow they, they okay started basically again in makati you know we we're lucky that my my lolo had like uh a property that all our families kind of would stay in it was an office building and they just put like a small like one of the offices temporarily and then i was that period of time that um i was that period of time that my my dad you know found was offered this property or either my dad or my mom was like oh my bagong development yung mga ayala uh sa south sa south pero ngayon mango lang yun mango grove lang yun and you know yeah. like i was like why would i want to invest in a mango grove it's like just manga like when she would go it's like literally nothing but like mango trees oh, yeah. manga, nothing but then they maganda to maganda to and then you know they 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 basically scrounge up everything that they had and put it on the property and built a house there and you know with like more, more scraps of stuff they parang like oh see yung tita ko my extra wood yung, yung isang tita ko my extra cemento and then like we put it together and they you know they were lucky because our, our our house was maybe like only like around the corner maybe three blocks from zubel's gate so it was a, a shoe in oh where God. we didn't have to need a car to go to school we just walked to school every day it was you oh know God. in zubel right i mean in ayala alabang yeah uh, yeah, man. and I pretend I'm from Alabang Hills Gillage. Gillage. Yeah, I went to the school then Benedictine Abbey School, pero po sa Las Piñas po ako Okay, and then yeah, my dad was being when my parents were being offered property in Alabang, it was like 200 per square meter. It's like, wow, you guys are so lucky. Like, literally, like, because nobody wanted to move south, everybody lived in Quezon City. Yeah, nobody has discovered the laid back southerners. Oh my, I'm sure your property right now worth it's like millions and millions. I can only imagine your house right now. Oh my God. I'm sure it's like. Is it a mansion right now? No, Be honest. No, it's not. Okay. like a house here in the States? Definitely not. 
No, in the like US, I mean, else in New York, we're just hustling. We're just hustling over here. Yeah. No, so, I mean your your house in the in the Ayala Alabang. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. Oh, oh Ayala Alabang. No, it was oh. not. It was just that we we obviously we were lucky to be able to build. They built it from scratch, and they, like I said, they took scraps. Na kono mo extra matita ko. Like we even had this old wood na. Galing Davao that was placed in the back of our bodega and said, "Dad, go, gamitin natin yun as like design." <laughs> <laughs> so they did. So how you long, know, how long did you live in Ayala, Alabang? <laughs> um, I stayed there from sixth grade all the way till until I left for the states, and so probably I was there really most of my life. If somebody, if you look at, if if a person is defined of where he's from from the longest time he spent. It would be being in Alabang was the longest time I've spent. Uh, oh, wow. What year? What how grade, old were you? To until I finished college, until you know. So. Oh wow! So antagal mo rin pal, and you finished college in in UP, right? Yeah, I went to UP in. Talino palanito and grade school in and high school. So I went to so Sanago grade four and five, and then I went to Isabel. Yeah, when I was sixth grade, which is funny because okay. then I and and that was a that was when I had to was forced to speak Tagalog na talaga wala na for intersection wala na so I would get into fights because you know there would be people that would be like ano pa to pa English English pa to sa 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 pakin ko na to eh. you know and I could hear oh, them yeah. I, I could understand them I just couldn't reply right away because I didn't know what to say that was cool enough in Tagalog you know in Tagalog yeah because yeah. I was a guy that was Bisaya went to English. And then went to this weird situation, the foreigner section in in San Agustin. And then now I'm like, how do I reply? I'll be like, whatever, damn you, man. And they'll be like, oh, ganun ba? Ito para sa yo. But I'm imagining also like kids in Zobel. Oh, in in in, in, in Zobel would be like speaking English too. Not so hindi pala masyadong lahat. No, no, because I remember this. I'm dating myself, saying that I graduated. I had my 25th. High school reunion anniversary last year. So, imagine I started in Zabel almost thirty years ago. So, oh, okay. So really think about that. That was a period of time that everyone there was. You know, my classmates were from everywhere. You know, it was all over the south. It was the school in the south that you could go to. So, it it wasn't. You know, the it was. You, we knew who the conyos were. Like clearly, yes, the conyos. Yeah. I had you, clearly some of the people in my. Not in my section, but like in other class, we're we're going and we're like, yeah, it's more yeah. And we we know that because they would speak English all the time and stuff. And I'm just I was just the I was just the amboy, and I was just weird because I was. Oh, like, you're not you're still not in just because you speak English. Oh, because I was, because I was oh, oh my god, kids are so mean. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, okay. So my 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 classmates immediately identified with me because they were like, yo, this kid is coming from whatever. He's free. Does whatever. We'll we'll help him out. But then the others were like, you know, he's. He's an English-speaking guy, and we're not really sure how to deal with him. Which, you know, I got into fights with that. That. Oh, I'm inget din yun, kasi sempre kaling kaling kasi ganon yun. States and all. Wow, may naging girlfriend ka ba during you know like those years while you were studying in? Actually, it's funny. My my, I never. I was always almost a weird rule for me that would never have a girlfriend that was from my same school. So I always, okay. I always had a girlfriend, or I, I dated a girl that were from another school. So it was weird because Zubel was was coed, diba. But I yeah. managed to create soirees with Saints Co, with Assumption, with Poveda. Oh, How did that happen? Like I'm from La Salle, but but you guys are coed. I know, but we're still boys, and we just want to meet girls. So 
Wait, oh, is it? I would arrange for a race. Ikaw nag-arrange event organizer ka na nung bata ka? Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, okay now. Okay, that's the reason why. Tumalabas na. That I was a, what really shot me up was the fact that I was, um, I was a hip-hop choreographer. So I, I started, I, there was one moment at that. Do you remember yung, sa, sa atin uso yung yearbook? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yearbook at that time. So kailangan may yearbook drive. So kailangan mo mag like, mag parang, parang sales event siya. Parang yeah, year- you get petitions and, and yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. So, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So that was like an opportunity. I don't know what got into me. And my third year in high school, sabi, you know, they were like, hey, if anybody wants to, to do something for the yearbook drive, we, we can accept somebody from each section if you want to present, whatever, because it will help the, the, you know, the sponsors and the petition, whatever. And I was like, and I don't know what got into me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a dance group and we're going to dance hip hop because at that time, also yung mga heavy metal, Nirvana, Metallica, yes. lahat naka-itim, lahat naka-like, those shirts that people are buying now for $200 each, that was like also like 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. you would buy anywhere. Now they're like $200, $300 on eBay, the Metallica. For, for, yeah, for, for one shirt, yeah. Everybody was wearing that and I was just the only kind of like hip hop kid and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do something. So I I got like six classmates who are girls and six classmates guys and I said, look guys, who wants to join me and do this hip hop dance routine <laughs> green golden white drive and they're like talaga i'm like yeah come on let's what's do the, it what's anong let's name yeah, yeah, yeah. green golden white kasi yun yung kulay ng zubel. Uh, oh yeah green golden white zubel. okay, okay you can okay. think of a better name but then you're still a kid so you pass okay, okay. <laughs> i'll give you a pass okay <laughs> you know what let's nice do this so i arranged like this hip-hop i choreographed this uh i choreographed uh, a hip-hop routine to the song baby got back by Sir Lee. Yeah. Okay. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other birds can't deny. When a girl walks in with itty bitty thing with a round thing in her face, you get sprung. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I choreographed that. And then there was a time that there was missing my 30 seconds, like in the, towards the end. And we only got like a week or two to choreograph it. Separate. We had class power and all that stuff. And so they're like, my classmates, because they were like, I know. Erwin, ano, mag-solo ka na lang. I go, are you serious? Yeah, kaya mo naman yan eh, kaya mo na yan. But basically, this didn't want to do anymore. So I did a solo number. And imagine in Zubel, mga people in the gym one, mga 1,200 people at that time. So half of them were like, wow, yes, galing, galing. Half of them were like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, Hip-hopper, hip-hopper. Hip-hopper, exactly. <laughs> hip-hopper, hip-hopper. With a baggy jeans and all this. And I wore my jeans backwards pa kasi crisscross oh. at that time. Oh, my God. Cross collars pa yung outfit ko, you know, at that time. And I was, this was like the, this was the thing. And I just did it. I said, you know, I don't care. This is who I am. This is my identity. And then, and then what happened though, it was an opportunity for me now to then go to all these all-girls schools and teach them how to dance hip-hop. And then so... I would meet these mm-hmm. girls and they'd be like, oh, you guys want to have a soiree? Okay, let's have a soiree. So it became a chain reaction of then like girls me teaching him hip hop. And then we end up getting invited to their parties and we end up having soirees. I'll take, tell my guys and be like, oh, my pare, ano, gusto niyo sumama ng soiree? Take a saint school. Okay, tara, tara. The problem is, siyempre may kabarkada rin kami ng mga babae. They'd be like, sorry, we're not good enough for you kasi hindi kami naka-blue. 
Huh? Exactly. Oh my God! Right? Or, or, or go I said to my walk, walk. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, wait, so wow. I bet you're famous, kind of, sa mga guys. Yeah. So, nila ngayon, ganun, ang, <laughs> you became so famous. Everybody knows you. That people. Ay, you're the it guy now. Suddenly, yes, you bring the girl. Well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was the it guy. It was just one of those. Like, I, I, I think. There was still this weird stigma because honor section They're like, so this weird thing. They're like, I honor section cha. So, hindi siya, you know, hindi siya social. He's not. He's not gonna. He's not. He doesn't know anybody. So it was this weird thing that I had this chip on my shoulder that like not only I was I was outcasted because I was like this American boy that I was only one of the only few American boys in the whole school. And number two, because of the fact that I was in honor section, there was like a double. Thing again. Yeah, like I nerdy You can be an overachiever. You can really be a uh, valedictorian. Yeah. At the same time, you're also cool. You can play yeah. sport. Yeah, you can. The Philippines, you I'm have a, to be either uh, a jock or nerd guy. I mean, nerd. And <laughs> it's rarely that you be you're like exactly. uh, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's so I was even like I was also a co-captain of the basketball team. I was oh like also like the the. The public relations officer of, of my of the school, and I was also like I was also um, in the choir. I was a tenor in the choir, so it was like one of those things. Wait, that you also sing? Yeah, so I was singing. I was a tenor. Oh, you have to sing for us, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Shine oh, up! I'm surprised you're not the class president, the, the, the president of the council or whatever. Well, I say what happened is my my classmate Alan Heeson was like he did Battle of the Brains. He won like the first ever kind of Battle of the Brains, and so. We figured that the guy that was this ultimately the smartest guy in school would be the class president, and I was the public relations guy because I was the guy that knew all the other girls' schools, you know, because I did soirees and oh. hip hop. So they were You're like, the pimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was theater. Theater. <laughs> oh wow! And then that was quite go. So it was the funniest thing because then imagine a guy who was the 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 guy who danced in the middle, who was the hip hop guy. And then was also an honor section. And then suddenly in my third year and fourth year, my ma classmates, the ma jocks, were like, would see me in like these like you ma party na mga assumption, ma party na poeta, tiga saints code. They're like, what's this guy doing here? And then but then I would be friends with all the girls, like because I would teach them hip hop, diba? So we'd be go to like when it's dance time, like, oh remember the routine I taught you guys? So it's like they do the routine, diba? Which is <laughs> the routine. They're like, and then they'd be like, how the hell does does he know all these girls? And I was like, you just don't know. Don't don't. <laughs> and I bet they're super pretty. Wait, you have still home videos of these dances that you did when you no, were younger? No, it's. I think they. Maybe back in the Philippines, pag sa sa bodega ng mami ko, kasi VHS, di ba yung mga VHS? Yeah, VHS or Betamax. Better Mac VHS in my V that is so I don't I I, I don't worry. look for it and you can just download it into a CD. CD. Who's oh, so CD now? <laughs> yeah, if you go to Costco, you can get CD or what? You can CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my so, god. Okay. So wait, so after that, um, uh, uh, it sounded like so your was, high school. That was high school, high school life. Imagine mo sa high school pa lang tayo, Jesse. Abusog na ako. Parang ang saya ng your high school life sounded like. It's too colorful. I right? am so walang kwentang tao. I can't I even. Know, oh wala naman pala akong ginawa nung high school. Uh, you are, because no, right now. You're right. It's, it's, I think what was right, Jekas, it's like I, 
I think inherently I was just an overachiever for life. I wasn't necessarily exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like I had classmates who were definitely like Victoria and my classmates, they were smarter than me. I just like enjoyed life. I said, you know what? Why, you know, my, my whole motto was like, you know, live life to the fullest, even before hashtag YOLO was invented. It was just the way you I lived. Already had, you already feel, exactly. felt that way. Yeah, that already, yeah, right? Exactly. In your it came from the fact that I went to States, that I was by myself. You know, I was forced to learn how to like, cook and clean and wondering oh, yeah. to work yeah. I was we're hard to work at nine years old and I was sensibility yeah. yeah plus the fact that if your parents are are not like pampering you and teaching you how to you know like hey you have to start at a very young age even if, like right now like even my son right now so I'm it's I don't know if it's good but I'm trying to teach him like okay in one week like we have to you know, wash the dishes and this, but every Sunday we will give you, let's say, five dollars worth of Roblox. His eyes lit and he was like, Really? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? But he didn't know that we're doing that. You um, I was thinking, like, you know, you're not supposed to give bribe, but I feel yeah. like as we were younger, my dad you um during summertime, so pinapa uwe yung mga kasambahai. So it's like, okay, you will have like a a schedule like a household chore like you have to do this but we'll, they'll give us like a salary every sunday but you know at least kahit paano natututo ka so even my son right now i'm teaching him like you have like we're bribing you for like five dollars or ten dollars roblox but you have to so he was like okay mom so when will i start washing the dishes so you know like things like that like so yeah. mom, okay because yeah. the mommy hates washing dishes oh. <laughs> <laughs> And now, guess what? You know what? Ito pa, ha? Every time they say, I'm always in the sala, Mom, why are you so lazy? I'll be like, Kaden, can you get me water? Kaden, Baba, there's sweep the floor. Please, can you? And he'll start doing that. Mom, why am I doing this? I'm only eight. I'm like, do you want Roblox? This is your training. And he was like, what about you? I've been trained for so many years, so it's certain. <laughs> okay, fine. This Sunday, promise, $5 Roblox. You know, things like that. So that's the reason why. You are so independent. It's because of, you know, like at the age of nine. Imagine. Oh. You go work ka na and oh. But anyway, so ito, high school, right? So you're overachiever. You're like, you've done everything. You're like the most you've done a lot. Oh my God, boy. I can't. I know, para yung list mo. Sports, sports and, and uh, educational. Lahat na. You know what diba? I was doing when I was high school? This. So so afternoon, what about in college when you started work? I mean, you studied in, in UP. Yeah. I'm sure you have a most feeling ko, kung if your high school life was colorful, I'm sure your college life was so much colorful. So tell us about that. So So I will preface this by saying that it, it it started with almost like a proposition from my father, Sabine. Okay. Because initially we thought that, you know, from in a sense, the way they trained me, now I was I'm going to end up going to school to college in the States. So I was slated to go to like UCLA or San Luis Obispo in California, because my my cousins went there, my ates who were like my mentors, and said they were like, Oh, you should go to biomedical engineering or something. I don't know what it was. I'm not really sure I liked it. And in my dream when I was younger. You know, I thought that was going to be who I was, was to going to be a, a sports broadcaster. You know, I thought Ooh. my idol when I was watching, when I was third grade, watching CNN sports, like way before ESPN was a guy named Fred Hickman. And I never thought some guy could do 
comedy while talking about sports until I saw it, you know, in real life, in real time. Oh, I said, okay. And I, I said, this is, this is beautiful. I, this is something I want to do. But my father was very big on what's your, you know, at the starting at the age of 14, 15, what's your, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? What's your 15-year plan? And we would have these conversations um, either A, on a on the dining table for brunch and the worst part is like me and my siblings would be like okay who who gets stuck here because when my dad finishes dinner and he sparks that one cigarette you're like oh no malalim the conversation mangyayari to talk is happening it's going to be like exactly two three hour situation and whoever gets left oh my god you're the target well everyone goes I have homework. I have to go, you know, but, but, but he would make sure that each one of us had time where he sat down, he sparked a cigarette and he goes, ano plano mo? In five, ano gusto mo ng pabalak mo mai pang college? Pagkatapos, what's your plan afterwards? You know, and you're like, but as a daunting, if you're 15 and you, you hear these conversations, but I'm glad that he did because it, it puts you in an uncomfortable situation at an early age to learn and think more thoroughly. Yeah, really exactly. yes. you know? I wish I had that talk. You know, mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable yeah. at the time. I mean, that, so we had that. But my dad and I also had these, I was always laugh because I would title them toilet talks. So my dad and I would have these talks that, because the banyo of parents, ko, parang it had like, first when you walk in, it's my mom's parang, you know where she puts her makeup, parang gonna like her her like table pang makeup, and then there's this big parang cemento in the middle where the sink was, and then okay. after that was the toilet, and then after that was the shower. So I would sit where my mom's makeup place was, and then my dad would be in his toilet in his throne in his throne, throne. talking while he's taking a shit and smoking. <laughs> a shit. Oh. So we call it, call I can it picture that the now. Boy. Okay. So I would sit down and I would be sitting down like this and my dad would be next to me and he would be like, so ano, na isipan mo na ba nung gusto mong gawin pang college? <laughs> and then, oh so I'm, I'm thinking, I'm smelling the, the mixture of shit and cigarette. Between oh. the cigarette, between That's... whatever's coming out from my dad's butt, and, and the perfume, the strong perfume of my mom. Mom. Like right at, here next to me. Dresser. Oh my god! It's like what a combination that is of the everything. weirdest podcast ever. Ever. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So what did you answer? What did you answer when well, did that it, it answer? Was I said I want to be. I want to be on TV. I want to be a new sports guy. Answer, yeah. those, anak, you know that's really hard to get. Chaka, walang pera jan, you know, and you know, so you need to figure out something at least more certain, you know, you're, then he would tell me about the stories of my grandparents and how they lost everything and they had to walk the streets with nothing. And they built from scratch everything that we have from our family and what we have right now and taught me about gratitude from there. And then talked about my Lolo Henry, where my mom and my dad stayed after, you know, when I was born, where he was almost deported until the town of Lodi, you know, basically feared for him and fought for him because he was a doctor. But if he wasn't a doctor, would they actually fight for him? You know, so you have to be in a profession that, you know, you're giving to a bigger situation. So then people will fight for you. And I'm like, but I just want to talk about sports 
but be entertaining at the same time. <laughs> my dad's biggest fear was the fact that I would end up one day, one day being this this guy wearing like a purple velour like tuxedo as an MC of a cruise ship. <laughs> my dad's biggest oh. fear. Well, I think it's still a lucrative career. I mean, if you ask yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Before, I know. Before. It was, <laughs> God was like, you know, I've been to cruise ships before. I, I feel like that's what's going to happen to you. And I'm like, what? Okay. What a vision from sports casting, exactly. you know. To, to like, uh, yeah. And I was, I was like, okay, but what, but given me, what gave me the, the greatest sense of, of confidence in the direction I was going to go was while I was my senior in high school, I was, because I had this dance group that I called, you know, the meaning of brotherhood. And we did, we did, we, not only did we teach all girls schools and we did, we presented during their fairs. I also we got and also invited to like Martin Rivera's Mad Mad like Mad Martin Rivera After Dark. Oh, I love that show. Things and we did other things. Because been you know we just we just want to do it for fun and and for notoriety and stuff. But then I also wanted to DJ because I was also DJing. So one day RX ninety three point one was doing the Radio One for students. So I was in high school and I applied and I said I went over there and one morning when I stopped by I met Chico and Del. And of our community from the morning. Oh my morning. God! I used to oh, listen right? to them. I love Chico and Del. Yeah. And, so, and and they were very nice to me. And Chico and Del were very nice to me. And I asked, and and Chico was like, "Hey man, what are you planning to take in college?" And I was a senior in high school. And I was like, "Ah, uh, you know, uh, I'm still thinking about it, but I kind of want to go in communications because I want to be like a broadcaster, like you guys." And he goes, "Dude, don't do it." And I go, "Why?" He goes, "We the communications. This is what we do. This is the only thing we know." You need to do something that will allow you to have a freedom to do something else and then be able to get you to to, to to get money and have stability because this job here, all it takes is talent and passion. And if you have it, you don't need to go to college to college, do it. That's so true. You need just to practice. You just need to practice. And if you're good and you're gifted, just do it as a passion. But you need something to create stability in your life. And I was like, what? You're like my dad. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> Like you're just my dad talk right to now. you. I was yeah. like, you're cool, dude. You're Chico and Dale, but I can't believe you're telling me not to do what I want to go. Not, to. not another toilet talk, but not in the toilet this time. Exactly. It's in like yeah, it's like the, the radio of the radio. the radio booth. I was like, seriously. I was like, okay. So, but so then, ironically, you know, I said, you know what? Look. If that's the case, then why am I? Then I ask myself, why do I want to be in sports? I want to be sports because we were surrounded by athletes. Because I was an athlete, but I knew I wouldn't make it to the next level. So I want to be in sports. So what can I be in sports? If not a news and sports broadcaster, then what are the other positions? Could I be a coach? Do I want to be a coach? Well, I'm not really sure. But what am, what are we good at? What am I inherently in myself? What am I personally good at? I'm good at taking care of people. And what does that translate to? Maybe there's a medical thing that I can do that will allow my parents to be happy because then I can be a doctor that they want me to be, but then be in a position that's kind of still different, but then be able to work in sports. And so this was like a thing that I just, one day, just like I had this vision in my head and I was like, that's it. I saw, I watched the, the Super Bowl and one day I saw this lady that said, blah, 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 doctor, whatever. And then it said sports medicine. I was like, there's a sports medicine? What is that? So then I just had a vision one day. I woke up in the morning and I was, that's it. 
my vision was me standing in in an arena somewhere where I could see the flashing lights, I could see, I could hear the disco sounds, I could even smell the the combination of once again cologne and hot dogs and popcorn, and this was something that was I could feel, taste, I could sense everything, and I said, "This is it." When you when you had that that you know like that that dream, how how old were you? I was eighteen. It sounded like you were hallucinating at that time, yeah. but it sounded like, like oh my god, this is it! This is it's like there's a big bulb on top of your head. You already visualized it. Yeah, I visualized oh it. I really like what I want. Like, and I didn't have. There's nobody for me to follow. I didn't have anyone that was Pinoy that I could follow. There was nobody that like symbolized it. There was nobody that like. So I literally at that time I had to just do research. I had to look at U.S. news, newest colleges and news, and then I had to look at like. I look at the, the 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 library cards and see if there's like uh, you know when you go to the library and you go to like you look in something sports medicine it's voila well I really there's yeah. no well up on internet at the time so it was really it was a journey for me it was a journey for me to, to discover this myself. Wow! So it was like a self thought, yeah. Because usually, like for example, like a lot of um, whenever we interview people, um, successful people. So whenever we ask, like, who are your inspiration and who are the people that you look up to? So they always, like, they mention two to three, four people that, oh, my God, this is you. I follow his lead, da, da, da. But you, you don't have any because during that time, there was no specific, like, a sports caster that has, you know, that's doing a medical sports, whatever. It, you did it on your own. Yeah. I, I There was no, I had no muse. I had no muse. And, I, and, and the only thing that kind of got me was, was literally that watching that on Super Bowl and seeing that lady on a commercial for a hospital. She was just like, blah, 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 sports medicine. And I was like, what this is this? This is what I want. Whatever that, that is, that's what I want. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to go to school for that. I don't even, I, there's no internet. So I don't even know how I'll be able to research. So I had to just go to magazines. And and then what the thing that I started learning was that there was this, there's people that would be sitting down on the bench near the players. And then if the player got hurt, there would be this person in a suit that would be running to the court. And I said, whatever that is and whatever schooling that for me to get there, that's what I'm going to do. And, um, and that, wait, I want, I want, we want to hear that, that story, like, you know, the journey oh, yeah. going to that. Wait, before that you became, um, since you met um, the RX, uh, what's their name again? Chico and yeah. You became a, a DJ as well, a VJ. Yeah. So what happened is in my so so imagine fourth year high school, I meet Chico and Dell, and Chico and Dell were like, don't do broadcasting, go to something else. They so literally tell you don't do whatever like we're doing. Like your dad. <laughs> yeah. I was telling you. Okay. And then, I, and then I next year I find myself at UP at PGH for for at UP physical therapy. And then in my first in my first semester, um Channel V, which was the pre the precursor for MTV at the time, was hosting the first ever hunt for for the first ever Filipino VJ. And give me one second. Okay, I will. I think he wants to show us. This is this like this was like this was nineteen ninety four. It's one of my most prized possessions. You kept it. Yeah, I kept it. Yeah. This is uh, one of my most prized possessions. I was uh, literally, I was in school and I 
you know, and, and, and I, and I was such a nerd, so I didn't want to miss school. And I just started school and, and I was like, Oh my God. And they're like, they're like, I, I like, are you going to do that? Like, I didn't even know like what was going on. They know what was going on. And I just said, you know what, my, let's try it out. So me and my carpal mate, uh, my carpal mate, um, who actually is now a, a great uh, optometrist, a, a doctor back in the Philippines. Um, she was like, she was like, we need to do an audition video for you. And I was like, let's do it. So she was my carpal mate. And one morning before we went to school, we stopped by like a park and then we decided to like do a video. And the question was like, why do I, why am I the next Filipino, the first ever Filipino VJ? And I would be like, because I'm cute. And then, and, and then I'd be like, because I'm crazy. You know, I'd be like going doing these things. And then I would do cartwheels in the park. I would dance and then I edited that video and I put the video with What a Man by Salt and Pepper. So I did it. What a man, what a man, what a man, So I did, I made this video and I had I had like my the driver pa deliver hand deliver it to the station because they post office, diba? Because never know Filipinas. You never know. Yes, yes. I didn't know whether for like month for a month or two, I didn't really hear anything. Until one day I was sitting down and my friend goes, Hey E, did you look? Did you see your name on TV? I go, What do you mean? It's like you got in, man. I go, What do you mean? And so I, I was waiting on TV and then and then it started showing. These are the the, the top 100 finalists out of 1,000 people that applied for the Filipino VJ hunt. And then my name was there, and I was like, Oh my god, this is real. And so wow. I told um i told um my chin chin my friend i was like hey when there's the, the the main auditions is happening like this thursday or something like that and i know it's 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 my carport but can you be the one to drive and just drop me off there and just just leave me there at the at that time somewhere in ross boulevard one of the hotels there one of the hotels in ross boulevard uh, that was put up and that was where it's being held. And I was there and I was one of the hundred people. And it was crazy. But first, me and my friend Chin Chin went to uh went to Manila Cathedral to pray first. I really want this. Uh, I really want oh, this. Oh, wait, was Chin Chin, wait, was Chin Chin your girlfriend at that time? Oh, she no? was purple mate. Oh, okay, okay. So, oh, walang, walang, ano, no, no sexual relationship or whatever. No romantic. Okay, go. Go ahead. And then? So, we, we ended up, we, see, she dropped me off there and then I spent an entire day there and I was one of a hundred people and we were talking everyone. Tom Lupton was there, which I thought Tom Lupton was the shoe-in first ever Filipino VJ because he was already kind of doing like VJ stuff, Tom Lupton at that time, Major Tom from um, NU107, that was his name. And then um, and then at that time, Michelle Aldana was there too. And, oh, then, wow. um, and then who else was there? There was a bunch of people. Uh, Joey Mead was there too and a bunch of other people. And then I knew some artistas and stuff and I was like, who am I? I'm just a kid. I'm 18. I wear colorful baggy outfits and I, I don't know if i deserve to be part of this whole crew of artistas and stuff but you know what i'll just show up so i did 
But the magic that I that I learned that was the key for me is I entertained the whole crowd. Like at that time, the famous jokes was like, um, it was something like Little Juan, Little Juan or something like, was all these jokes about Juan or Sabin Juan or something, all these jokes, this line of jokes about this, this guy. And it was funny. And at, in the room before all the auditions where everybody was staying, Parang American Idol, where everyone was, I just get, tell jokes all night and all day. And, and, and then I became like a crowd favorite. You were like, the, you became a jester. I became the jester of everybody. And then, but then when I came in front of the camera, I was like, bam, bam, bam. And then it came to a point that they're like, okay, we're going to announce. Okay, now in the afternoon, it's going to be 100 to 50, then 50 to 25, 25 to 10. And then the top five will go to us to Puerto Galera. And next, you know, I'm in the top five. And next, you know, I'm going to Puerto Galera and I'm hanging out with, with Francis Magalona. I'm hanging out with whatever. And we're wow. hanging out with them. And it wait, was does, wait, does everybody, all, all the 100 people, the 100 candidates, do they have to vote or no, no, a panel no, of judges? They will vote, the producers and stuff like that. Okay. okay. And there's also like who was like Mr. Mr. or Miss Congeniality, who was like the fan, like whatever. And you were one yeah, of them. Like, imagine. <laughs> You know, I, was like, I was Mr. Congeniality because I hang out with everybody. You, know? you, you got in as a top five, but you're already, you're already like uh, as part of the Channel v, VJ, as VJ family already. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? I love Channel V. So I was like, I think I was watching you, but I don't remember anymore. I have to go back now. In 1994, you and Jay Casa. Oh, so you're, you're using your name in Valencia during that time? I... I I think it was. I, I, you know what? I have the, I have the VHS tape that I need to because digitize. I, I love oh, videos and I love MTV and I love Channel V. So oh, definitely, I, I'm sure I'm gonna wanna see. Oh my God! You, you, I've been watching Erwin the, uh, all this time. Wow. Wait, wait. So how? Wait, how old? Years ago, or thirty-six years ago? Twenty-six years ago? Yeah, twenty-six years ago. So, so wait, you got picked, right? So of all the candidates, two. So what happened is that we. So they came down to me and Melanie Kasul, who also went to UP, and me and Melanie Kasul. And then in the end, when it came to parang like the bachelors and they made the decision, they're like, okay, as our number one choice, we pick. And I was like, this is me, guaranteed to be me. We pick Melanie Kasul. I was like, what? what? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you know. And then what's funny is that they pulled me aside and they said, look, Look, kid, you know, you're amazing. You got energy. We'll put you as like secondary person. Like we'll keep you as a, our, our part-time or whatever you want to call it. But you have a bright future. You are somebody that can actually like help people in this world. And we would hate to be the people that change the direction of your life um, to, to go into something that is uncertain. Because then you do this. You, you're doing this for like one, two, three years, but then we've messed up the rest of your college life to then become the you know a doctor and whatever you want to call it because they kind of saw me as this person already. And at the time, I was like, "What are you talking about? I don't care." You know, I, I always wanted to be a broadcaster anyway. So yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. But hindsight, looking back, it was the right decision. I got my experience, but at the same time, I I'm, I'm able to Im impact more people with the knowledge and the wisdom and the skills that I have than a brief period and as we know in the philippines your 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 time to shine is like what two three years that was 
Exactly. And then you're done. Next then to the next um, was like half Brazilian, half Filipino that comes in and whatever, you know. So oh you know what? After this, I'm, I'm going to YouTube because no. even, even the name Melanie Casual is ringing a bell. I'm not, why the why is it not familiar anymore? And like exactly. then I need to look for you as well. Although they gave you the the thank you girl loser a pep talk. But oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So how long did you? Yeah, how long did you uh, become a um, a VJ? So I was a VJ I, for them, kind of just on a standby basis. I had like a okay. one year situation that I I I would kind of help out and do stuff, but I wasn't like the main kind of person. Parang parang pag Miss Universe runner up ka. Tapos were, just... Did they also use you for the on the field? You know when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still in the field. Okay. So, but what both what actually what what brought out what was brought out of that was then a more solid situation for me for rx because then i i was already a, a vj status i wasn't just a student dj so then rx gave me like a slot on like friday nights i had the friday night chill out project where you know my my first song would would, would, would be, begin would be like welcome to the friday night chill out chill out project project <laughs> and then the first and then the and the first time the first song that would come up would be like let me lick you up and, and down <laughs> You, baby. Oh, oh my god oh my god so how, how long did you become a vj a vj and a dj i mean in rx so I, oh, wow that yeah. was like that was like a span of like throughout my college life and and because of rx and then i did like i did like promo stuff like if johnny walker had like this like event and then i would be the mc and that's how i ended up at some point, getting connected to freestyle uh, to uh, to Luke and, and Luke you, as well. you already know uh, Regina oh. Tolentino, but it's also Regina Tolentino on MTV and on the other side. No, that was because she was after na. Ah, after na So after na Because what came uh, who came after like me and Melanie was um, Troy, Troy, Troy Montero, Troy Montero, Troy Montero, who was like who was with me in Puerto Galera, but then. He didn't get picked. He moved back to Hong Kong. But because he was in Hong Kong, it was easier for them when Melanie's contract was over. Uh, they just grabbed him because he was already in Hong Kong. Yeah, he's in the vicinity. Okay. Oh, he already yeah. there. Hey, Troy, you want to like do this? And then after Troy, that's when Joey Mead came. Oh, Joey, I've known Joey for more than 20 years. Oh, yeah, you I and love, Joey Mead are I friends. I love her. She's, she's right. Cool. Oh my God. Yeah, I've known oh her forever. God. Like, like we used to dance in Mars together, and our favorite song was Elias. Can I get somebody? We would have this dance that we would dance with each other all the time in Mars. Like this was 1990, 1996, 1997. Are you still friends with Joey Mead? Yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, we've been we've been doing a lot of stuff because she's really into kind of spiritual healing now and stuff. Yes. So we did a thing just about maybe a couple of weeks ago on. Um, on a collective of all the conscious kind of some of the conscious leaders in the Philippines. And they, they asked me to be part of that about conscious relating uh, and stuff and converse, conscious learning and relating to other people. Oh my God. Your life is so freaking colorful. I can't even believe. I, I like, swear. What? Cheers to that. I could have been watching you already. And I was like, I probably have a crush on you because you're probably just tall. And now I'm like, I'm talking to you again. Like I've never realized. Well, anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was weird. That was like a crazy period of time for me. Cause like, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed college because then my class, my friends were all this, these guys that were sent by 
their lolas uh, sent by their parents to go home to the Philippines because they sila sa states. That was they stayed with their lolas. They're all these American yeah. boys, and they have a crew. We had a crew going, galing Brent, galing IS, pero matanda na sila, but they're just trying to finish high school because they oh. got kicked out. Like, so they were all my crew, and then and then also at the same time, I was like doing modeling for um for a bunch of people there because I was tall and you know like so it was rare I was like um and then and then and I did like I did commercial shoots for like coke and and stuff like that so it was kind of an interesting time I had a great time in the Philippines like you know oh my god your I life was so colorful no? working out now during that time because you're modeling ka. huh you work out canon yeah 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 I was I, I was already doing it at that time I was also because I was um i was part of the national training pool for fencing with goma so i was already with goma doing that stuff so oh wow i swear you are a lucky dude your life seems to be so colorful imagine from grade school to high school to college like wow i feel like what, what was I doing? What's going in college? It's it's a power of saying yes. You know, you know. For me, this I, I think it's funny because as we go into mental well being and and wellness and mental health nowadays, it's the power of saying yes. And and this started for me at such a young age. It started with taekwondo at the age of twelve and and being a black belt. And but even before that, wanting to learn about the samurai and the warrior code of Bushido and learning about Shaolin monks and the, 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 the power of, of not only this kind of spiritual meditation space, but also this like fighting space of like this yin and yang situation. I was always fascinated by that, by ancient history and, and all these thought processes. And then Taekwondo helped me kind of make it practical. And then I learned the Silva method when I was 14 that made me like really hone in on visualization and and all the other stuff to be able to then know how to like find your purpose and then at 16 i got the book the celestine prophecy um by james redfield a friend of mine just gave it to me he said i think you'd like this and then and that really changed the way i thought of how life was then perceived and so since then this thirst for life i had is about just like saying yes to life and if it feels good inside of you say yes you know, because you're going to miss an opportunity to not only experience it, but then maybe impact somebody else that want to experience that. Oh my God, I love that. Jesse, say, say yes to life, thirst for life. Yes, yes. Uh, you are. I love, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Because, uh, you know, um, how do you say this? Because there's a lot of people that there's, it's either, it's either they're so, they're just studious, like they're just bookworm. And then there's some people that are just like, Okay, like I want to have fun. I want to be cool. I want to chill. Or I'm I'm achiever, but I don't really like studying. But mm. you're like in the middle because you're. <laughs> you're you know, I feel like you are. You are you're in the are, middle. You are really a jack of all trade. Like you're. Were you a studious kid? Like you have to make sure that because it like you have to make sure that wait. I have to learn this. I have to make sure that I have a straight A. Were you the type of person uh, you doing well, that? Because during, I wasn't. I wasn't the smartest kid in school. I, I got high because I had to work hard. My classmates were smart. I very lucky. I had classmates that my math. Like, I hated math. I hate math. Me, oh too. Me too. Oh my god. My classmates were good, and they were like, "They're like, hey, dude, you know what? I'll help you if you want." And I was like, "Please, yeah, I, I, I love that, man. Because like, I, I just can't understand it." And I was very lucky. And I think that's the beauty about being lucky to be part of the honor section is, but it wasn't the fact that we were just nerds and we were all smart. It was the fact that you had people that were 
better and smarter than you that you surrounded yourself by tapos they'll help you when they know that you need help and then you help them and so my gift to them was hooking them up with some ladies from the all girls schools exactly you know what also i noticed it's because you are so lucky because you are surrounded you were full of love and you were surrounded with friends who's like how do you say this they're not haters they don't have this crab mentality who's like you're striving so hard you're growing you're going up to the ladder to the ladder and everyone are envy of you and they want to try to pull you down your group of friends are lucky your group of friends are those people that who tries to you know to support each other and you know help each other whatever you have your strength or the your weaknesses suerte mo grabe teka sandali before that, I want to ask about you know your journey to, of course, to the Madison Square Garden and all. Let's talk about your love life. I, guess I'm <laughs> I am so I knew it. So your love life, because you're so you're an overachiever person. Like we were just oiling you, know, you up for this question. Exactly. Yes, really? Huh? It seems like it seems like when God gave all the gifts in the world. Oh my you God! You one of those um people, like one of those people that we interviewed that. Ito na. We call it like, this the is the pato. The inverted umbrella. And then you inverted ah. it. And you were just like, while we were all snoring, you, you were just caught, like, You caught all of the talents and the blessings. That's who you are. Aside from that, okay, fine. What about love life? Because this is what they say. If you're so lucky when it comes to, of course, career, your friends, and everything. Sometimes they say, pagdating sa love life, bokya. Feeling core, you're like balances. So tell us about your love life. That is, Playboy, that has player. been love life <laughs> has been the biggest challenge I think of my life because oh. you're right. As, as somebody that's an overachiever, you you want to surround yourself with great people, and but then sometimes the people that you fall in love with are people that aren't exactly that, but look up to you. I have. The, I'm a giver, and I'm a, I'm I'm a server. I like to serve and take care of people, and that's who I am. And I think the biggest challenge I've had, which I've done work in and gotten better at, is that the people I'm in relationship with are people that I shouldn't be helping. And I think more often than not, that's issue. It's like I let's say I live this life. This is what I am. But then the girls meet me, and they're like, "Oh, you're a sense of adventure. You got everything. This is cool." So, you know, when you travel, I can go with you, and we can like. When you play this team or play that team, I can go hang out when you're in Miami or Chicago and it's cool. And then and then they come from more of a but on corporate background, they come from more of like a you know nine to five job. And so they see see an adventure in me. And then the problem is a year comes by and then they're like, So tapos sabbatical mo? And I'm like, Hindi, this is my job. And they're like, so you're still going to be traveling around? like they're, they're, they're wondering when are you going back to your office oh. in your cubicle? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, okay. Which okay. You, don't, you don't have because your working is out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Always traveling. This is cool. This is nice. We get to hang out with like the wives and girlfriends. We get to like be part of this crew. But then a year passed by and they're like, you're going to do this again next year? This is, this is not just a one-year parang sabbatical. No, this is, this is what I do every day. Like... If I'm gone for a long time, I'm gone for a long time. And I think it's hard to, uh, the challenge that I I personally have been getting better at is 
aligning expectations and saying, hey, look, this is what this is my life. And if this is going to be hard for you, I'm just going to let you know straight up that this is going to be what it is. And if you're cool with it, cool, then we can go on the journey. If not, you know what? We can take this for what it is. Maybe you call it fun. We can just, you know, see whatever happens. But but if, if you're looking for a long-term situation, this is what you're going to have to face because this is the person who I am. So wait, so, oh, wow. That's going to be hard, right? Well, it's hard. And so that's ironic because then there's a time that then, then somebody said, then, then you know what? You deserve to, to find a queen. You design somebody who's like, at the same level as you, who's like driven, who's like whatever, and reaches the top level. And then I dated a girl that was like that. And the problem is her schedule was crazy. My schedule was crazy. So when we saw each other, exactly, it was one it's every like three months every Christmas, when every she Christmas. wasn't traveling the world and I wasn't traveling the country. And then we'd be like, oh, let's meet each other in Miami for a weekend. That's going to be hard. And it doesn't work. Yeah. You know. yeah it's so, true it's true because so, uh, come to think of it right like um it, it's sort of like you're having a relationship but it sounded like it's an ldr a long distance relationship yeah. even though you're at this let's say you're living at the same um city country or city or even if you're neighbors but if your your schedule will not match will not jive then it's not gonna work my god i think you know what I think what you need to have a girlfriend who's like your personal assistant. <laughs> no, I'm not bad. I don't know about a man. Drag along. You can get along. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You can. You know what you want is a manager. No, no, no. I was about to say you can date your help or whatever. I just want to be bad. Because you know what? Because you know, you know, I feel like this, like. It's really a matter of um because you're you're young, right? I feel like it's really a matter of your 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 priority in life, right? So right now I feel like you're like meeting the right person is not really like your priority. Like, oh, you know what? Let me just try to look for a different job. Maybe it's the same, you know, the same department, but I'll be more like, you know, uh, like I'll stay at the same uh city for like maybe you know, every two months I'll travel, blah, blah, blah. But right now you're having a good time. So I feel like right now just have fun. Or yeah. date your PA. <laughs> just ta just <laughs> taste and taste. taste. <laughs> Super beautiful, sexy, and everything smart. Uh, like it could blow your mind away. He, uh, she will blow everything. I mean, my, your mind. Your oh, my God. Did you mention? <clears throat> Everything. Are you particularly also looking for a Filipino or not necessarily? No, I mean, you know, I mean type? like I, there, I I if 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 it if it comes to what it is, uh, there is somebody special in my life right now. So um Aww. Aww. it's like one of those like where it's, it's, life is, is challenging because of the fact of the situation we have right now. And if you don't live in the same city. Or even if the same, you know, country, or even worse, even the same city, life is really challenging. So, and she's definitely she's somebody that doesn't like to be in the spotlight by any means, which is perfect. So, um, so okay. yeah, yeah. I love for now, it's like for it's just a phase. For example, like the girl is just willing to like, hey, we'll work things out. You know, like I'll wait. You know, I'm doing something else too, but I'll just wait whenever you're here. Because eventually, when you grow older. You would start thinking like, you know what? I want to have a family. 
Yeah. You know what? I want to... And you already have... Kumbaga, nandun na yung status mo eh. Like, you're already stable in everything. Financially, mentally. Maybe that at that time, you'd be like, hey, you know what? Let's settle down. Yeah. My God, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a matter of time. I think it's a matter of time. And especially what put a big hunker on any situation is this COVID situation. So exactly plans because you don't know what's going to happen in the world. And well, so speaking of that, but how you, you always go a lot. You have a nunal on your, your paa. So how, how, how are you handling the, how do you handle you it yourself, like by yourself? Like, yeah. oh, by the way, Irwin, by the way, E, <laughs> it seems like you love, you love to talk a lot. So oh, how, am I ha- how am I handling uh, the pandemic? Oh, yeah. I'm handling it great, actually. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's allowed me to step into the greatness that I've always meant, I was always meant to step into in this, this next part of my life as a great test or pilot. Um, the great the great pause i always say the great pause has given me the great pilot it's to be able to pilot test certain projects that i always wanted to do but never got the chance to um it's it's the chance to be able to find a way to truly impact people back in the philippines and what how be clear on what that means moving forward um and also finding an opportunity to then get out there with my message and collaborate with people who have the same mission to create the same service and impact. So it's been a great, it's been a great time. You know, it's a time of creation more than anything else. I've, I'm probably in the best shape of my life right now. I work out like every day. I have a soccer field behind me that I'm there. I'm, I, I get to support people who are going through challenges, you know, with everything that's been going on this past couple of weeks. Uh, I continue with my mentorship program that, that now ha- it involves a lot more people and more clear and, with people from all over the world that are all stuck in their house in a different part of the planet. So uh, it's been a great eye-opening time for me to really step into the magic that I was placed here on earth for. This is the grasshopper Mm -hmm. project that you mentioned, right? Yeah. The mentor mentor and the mentee project. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? Like, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, the Grasshopper Project is, is a nonprofit. It's a 501c3 that started as an initiative in 2013 when I started my first company called Kinetic, uh, which brought education to places around the world with no readily access to it, particularly as it relates to sports medicine. And so the Grasshopper Project was just a way for me to connect the the teachers or the gurus that would fly, I would fly somewhere and like a local person to then get connected to them so at least they have a true bond with each other. But then this year... Um, this past two years, when I made it an actual nonprofit, it was important for me then to create like a, an actual, an actual like um, curriculum for it. So it's a ten-week curriculum. Six week of that is like an online course that is basically me talking about six principles of Grasshopper Project, which include gratitude and integrity, um, and service and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then four weeks of actual coaching between a mentor that is somebody that I know that I vetted myself, that's a colleague and a friend that is a service-oriented person that is all that works in professional sports somewhere. Um, and that is a good overall good person, a driven person, and then connect them with somebody who is kind of in the same frame, but younger and it wants to get to that position. And so it's four weeks of that. And I do Zoom calls before, in the middle and after, just to kind of like make sure everyone's in the same kind of mind frame. And it uses a lot of prompts and challenges. And then in the end, it's a support group. So now we have a community. Okay. That I started, graduated my first my first cohort two weeks ago on my birthday. And oh, um, wow. 
related happy birthday. <laughs> so I will learn, reflect on how I can make it better for everybody so that the next cohort, which will probably be in the spring uh, or in the fall of this year, mm -hmm. how can I make it better? And what is what is the better things? And then, but besides that, I also mentor people that aren't part of the Grasshopper Project. I mentor probably about anywhere from 10 to 15 people from around the world. So oh, wow. in the in the Grasshopper, uh, the mentees are, are these underprivileged or not necessarily, you just have to be young and you, you're hungry, you have a thirst for life and you just need a mentor. So it's, it's like a life coach. It's like a life coach. It's kind of like a life coaching program, but it's more of a purpose purpose coaching program. So uh, most of these kids are, are either A, um, finishing college, B, uh, A, just about to go finish high school, going to college, from college going into grad school, from grad school going into their first job, or or probably trying to switch careers even. And mm. and they, you know, for me, the, the important thing for me that I feel like I can help are people who are A, underprivileged, B, from migrant families, um, C, from underserved communities, um, and D, those who just have that sense that want to make a difference in this world. And so for me, that's what I vet more than anything else. What kind of person are you? And can you be the next thought leader and change maker in this space? Oh, wow. oh my, my God. Jesse, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 mm, and I still need a mentor. I still need a, a mentor. Oh my God. Yeah. He needs, uh, I'll be honest with you. Jacob <laughs> is one of those people that you meet. Like he's very, very, um, how do you say this? Very talented person, right? He has, he has a lot of things going on in his mind, but the thing is executing in the number one problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think maybe you're tired of listening to me and, and direct, maybe it's time for you to, to um, talk to Dr. Urban Valencia. I'll, I'll, I'll be listening to, to Eli. Kids. I know. Yeah. No, because I feel like, no, because uh, with Jcast, like, he's really good in everything that he do. But the thing is, it's just it's someone, I mean, I think it's because we're like brothers and sisters. Like, we're like, he's so used to us. So I probably he feels like whenever I try to talk to him and push him to do everything that he wants and to push his ability to do better, probably he thinks like, I know, I know. Oh, my God, you keep on calling. Probably he thinks like I'm nagging, though I'm not. So I feel like. He probably needs someone that was like. No, I don't. I don't think that way. It's just like you know. I, I'm just. I know. I'm, I know. I'm I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm part lazy as well, and just and just let it. <laughs> and, and, you know, Actually, just. Yeah, he, he yeah, is. Just, just letting the universe flow up. Flow through. Uh, let you. me. Yeah. You, yeah you, because I wouldn't be in here if not for this bitch right here. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. she would be the yeah, one. She's she's taking me along for this beautiful so ride. I, I always I always push him like when when yeah. when we. Had an interview with you with um I am Philam um that was like four years ago right oh, yeah that was four oh, years yeah no, uh, oh yeah yeah I'm sorry we're supposed to right right but when we met you right so um with uh with um with Jcas like I told him like he's a good writer I just noticed and he has the ability to to host and he doesn't believe in himself he was like hmm. we I was just like trying to like court him courtship from what a courtship but yeah. you can do it you can he doesn't believe in himself i have to really like talk to him and made him realize that you have the ability but you just have to 
to just do it, like do yeah. it, because I'm a go getter. I, I mean, I'm like yeah, you, but I'm not. I'm a go getter. The, the same. Yeah. And the thing is, you are more. You're like, come on, let's go. Like I'm the same way, but let's not do as. It. Uh, yeah, yours is more like one thousand percent. Maybe I'm just like one hundred. You're a go getter. He went there. <laughs> yeah, he already exactly. did. Like, He's on his way back and forth. Exactly. <laughs> so with with Jacas, I feel like. I feel like this because sometimes about within the family, if somebody's telling you all the time and all the time, it's just like, okay, fine. Yeah, I heard it so many times. So it's better for someone to like talk outside the box and outside that yeah. that 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 um that shell and then to will to make him realize, to understand, to comprehend that, hey, this is reality, this is what's going on. That's I mean, I feel like that. Like, for example, like a whole, like with my mom and my dad. Whenever they talk to me, I feel like sometimes it's like, oh my God, you, you're nagging, keep saying this. But whenever my aunt or my, my, oh, or my, during that time, my, my significant other, not even, even my aunt, aunt or, or my, my, one of my cousin or whoever that people that I look up to, sometimes I don't know them, but I just know that they have the, the knowledge to mentor. That's the time that I listen. I'll be like, you know what made sense. And then my dad will be like, I told you that so many times. Oh, you did? But it was just like, for me, it was just like, you're freaking like talking too much. So I feel like people like that, like they need really someone like you who can mentor and talk to you. Like, siguro you have to use, ano, yung mga highfalutin words like you do, Erwin. <laughs> for, for someone like Jacob to listen. <laughs> highfalutin. I think it, there's the commitment there is more, and this is from from the coaching and and from learning from going to coaching school. In a sense, is that it has to be number one. The, one of the the biggest rules is that when you're going to coach somebody to push them forward, the relationship you have should be something that's truly a committed relationship, where mm-hmm. where it's you can't be friends because it has yeah. to be almost a business situation when you want to get pushed truly and upgrade your life you have to in a sense have skin in the game and if it's a friend if it's somebody in your family you'll have a tendency to say like oh well we're friends and i don't want to you know you're just kidding them on or they want to take it seriously but then exactly. if a, you pay for it or b you're you're doing some sort of x deal or something like that then you have something to lose for to gain something and i think that's exactly. what what a lot of people forget is that it's like as in anything else you need it's professional it's a professional help that you need that's why yeah. therapists and stuff you, you can talk to your aunt all you want you can talk to your tita all you want but if you really want to make a difference you have to like put your skin and put your money where your mouth is exactly you're right, you're right. You're plus, right. the thing is you won't feel like because sometimes if you talk to your let's say even to your best friend sometimes like uh whenever they they say something about like it's just within me they mean well but it, the like you feel like they know you too well. So sometimes you feel like you're judging me, right? Like, oh, you yeah. feel like sometimes you're judging but, but they're not. Yeah. So I feel like it's better sometimes like you talk to someone who doesn't know you, yeah. like as in zero, doesn't know shit about you. Like even if you say, you know what, I've, I I had sex last night or whatever, he's not going to judge you or anything. Oh, we're really going there, huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We always want to go there, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we always want to go there. Okay. Anyways, okay. So we'll talk about that. Um, you know the the uh, your mentorship and everything because uh, we want to hear a lot. I'm sure a lot of people would want to are curious to know. Oh, the oh, is there a website so JV can, oh, yeah. can um? It's uh, can, what's the website? The grasshopperproject.org. 
So grasshopper. What, do I type it on here? Or do I just type it oh, on yeah. here? While you're typing it, bakit nga ba grasshopper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why is it? Yeah, bakit grasshopper? Bakit? Uh, grasshopper, I can say it's parang from, um, from Kung Fu, di ba? Hello, you little grasshopper. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> So you just like you no, know no, from remove the, the um remove oh, the, the. the grasshopper that so fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah, remove the, the. Walang the. Oh, wait, so okay to. Ito huli na natin pag-uusapan na kasi I'm so curious kasi we were like so curious earlier about you know how you made it like because where we want to pick your brains because obviously you're very successful there's a lot and to your pick life is so call, call no, I'm, I'm telling you to pick on i'm telling you already i swear two hours is this okay yeah i think i said you're and oh my god oh, hell yeah it's okay dude it's okay i love I listening to we're you learning and a lot from you <laughs> oh my kanina sabi namin jake we were like you know what? I feel like this is gonna be more than two and a half hours. Because while you know reading your 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 uh what's that your uh what's that your your website and everything, I'm like, this this kid is a jack of all trade. He has so many things on his plate. I just need to mention before moving on. Uh, I watched your 2014 uh, TED Talk in, I think, in Sarasota. Yes. And the I'm sorry, but the title got me. And you know how my brain is already so green, right? You know what the title is? And, my God, Room for Cream, Understanding Load. I was like, <laughs> what? Let me click this. Oh my God. You know what I'm talking about, right? That's, the that's, importance of understanding load. Under, under, of making room for cream, understanding load. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, my, Everything the load on my face is like a going, the memories are going back. Anyway, I just want to mention that. Okay, <laughs> memories. Lat ng loops lumalabas, Jake. Oh my god! I thought you were talking about something else, but it was a clickbait for me, and I did finish the eleven minutes. I got it. Oh my god! Because wait, so let's talk about you. I know your journey to. You know, to uh, paano ka napunta doon? to like to the Madison Square to the NBA. Oh, How was, did yeah. you get in? Imagine what you were just one kid when you were like younger, you saw this uh, on the uh, on TV. That, oh my god, whatever that is, I want to be that person. And then, oh, okay, let me do physical therapy. And then you became a VJ and you became this. And you wow, and then all of a sudden, NBA. Wow, New York Knicks. I mean, oh, who does that? Damn, dude. You're the only one. one. You're the first and the only OMG. one for now. Hi, Corey. We miss Hi, you. Corey. Oh, oh. Teka, by the way, sabi pala ni, La ni Lali, my ex-BF boyfriend for four years is from Davao in Obrero across Stella Mar Mariscal. Ha, ha, handsome guy too. Like you. Boy. <laughs> Ganda. Oh, Lali. Oh, yes. Oh, mahilig yun sa matangkad at gwapo. Ayan Lali, na. Lali, <laughs> tignan natin kung may papakita ng apps niya kasi araw-araw daw siya nag-workout. Oo eh. nga. Eh, patingin nga. Pasilip na. Tayo-tayo lang ha. Pasilip lang. <laughs> Sana six, di ba? O eight pa ba? Meron pang extra. <laughs> Do you know? I'm sure you know. 365 days ba? Oh, 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 oh. I know you, you, you probably know Jeremy Johnsy. No, I don't know Jeremy. Okay, Johnson. anyway. So para para kasi guapo rin 'yon, nag nag uh, naglift naglift ng weights and then uh para ikaw may uh, like the TED Talks din siya and who travels. Jesse, yung boyfriend ngayon ni ano Pia Wurtzbach. 
You know what's funny is that you know my you know when when Pia used to live we still used to live in New York and she would do all these things where she was here for Miss Universe, I would be in the green room with her sometimes and I would just help hold her glass of wine because she was it was I didn't realize how hard it is it's like a show pony you're literally like every five minutes you have to say and look like you're perfect every five minutes somebody new comes in say hi you meet and the next person next. And then next, and, then, and every time it's your first impression for somebody. So you have to be perfect every time. And at one point she was just so tired and I was like, you need a drink. And I was like, yeah. And then she would drink and like, and I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is the part of things that people don't tell you about when you win. It's like you, this is the job. And I was like, well, so I have to go again. So here, can you hold my drinks? I'll be holding as she does all these like, hello, 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 hello. And everyone asks the same questions every single time. And it's challenging. I didn't realize how challenging it was in the background. And I, I was there in the green room with her. So. Yeah, well, what were you doing with hmm? your words back and holding her drink in the green room? I was hanging out. It was me. It was her. It was like, I think it was Apple the App that was there. It was like oh, wow. just, just peeps, just peeps. Like when we were in like different events that were like Filipino-ish events that were then maybe like fundraisers or things that were like, business stuff that yeah, were like yeah. trying to like drum did, up what, did you ever try to ask her number and try to yeah that's what yeah that's what i'm going to <laughs> well, well, well you know what's funny is that uh her handler um her handler was so strict like she would always invite me to go to things but she wanted to make sure that i called her first like oh. so i would never get ps phone directly you couldn't get through her directly but yeah through someone but, but then but then you know but then uh, her handler she was very sweet um but she would always invite me she would she would have my number and she would be like hey p is going to be here you should come over do the blah 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 but she would never give me and uh, ironic because of course years after that cat came into the situation and Katrina, of course, okay. filipina and then and then, and then Kat went to a game and I, I said, what's up? And then, she, and then her handler looked at me and she goes, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Um, and then I gave them like backstage you know, VIP passes and stuff like that. Then we, we chatted in the back and stuff. And, you know, Kat was really cool because Kat had some projects that she was doing that were like charity work and stuff. So we, we, we connected with a lot of the charity work that she was doing that she wanted to do. Oh, nice. So did you, what, did you ever get a chance to get her number two and ask her on a no, date? No, same thing. It was really <laughs> like, her handler was like, if you want to talk to Kat, you hit me up and I'll let her know. And le you let her know. Oh, so it, 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 maybe the handler is the one that wants you. No. <laughs> Get my number and talk to me. 
ikaw ang type ko. <laughs> Do you have to go through me first, literally? Oh, before oh. You, before oh, you can go to pee. Yes, yeah. you have you have to taste me first. Not not me. Okay. Okay, fine. Oh my taste gosh, me. you guys. <laughs> you guys are so crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah. is going on in this world? I know, right? Oh my god. Teka ko. Oy, teka sandali before ko before mo ikwento yung journey mo to, you know, to Madison, you know, like dun sa journey mo sa NBA and all. Sandali, baka naman pwede kami pag nag-open na ulit. Pwede namang VIP. Pati kin mo ba? Pwede ka namang magamit ng NBA. BFFs na tayo dito. <laughs> Ay, lagot ka sa akin. Ako, you don't need my handler because I don't have one. So, yeah. I, I know your number and we text it. Ritsu na ba di Ritsu? Ritsu na dong. So, I'll be like, dude, I swear to God, I mean, I, I'm outside your house. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oo. Anyways, no, no, of course, of course, you guys, you guys are. Really? Yay! 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 That's a Tuesday night. My God, Jesse, I need help. Charot. Ay, no, I'm you're so lucky, talaga. I swear. You're like one of those people. Oh that God will you. Yeah, all your life. Talaga, throughout your life, you're like one of those lucky. like the people listening and watching. Exactly. Gumagano siguro. My God. Teka, before mo sagutin, may, may, do you have haters and bashers? Um, not necessarily. I don't think so. Right? I don't think so. I think yeah. everyone loves you. I, I think it's because, you know, I, I kind of keep it where I keep it, number one, I keep it neutral. I don't I don't take sides with anything. Mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, it only I only take sides if it obviously hurts people's basic freedoms more than exactly. anything else but even if it's from that standpoint i come from it from a positive aspect of things i try not to look at the negative things of how things go and so that's probably why i yeah i mean i yeah i don't i i hope i don't have haters i just i don't know that i do exactly so, i don't think so i think no parang la, parang ano cute teddy bear and everyone wants to have come on come 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 i want to be your friend care bear i, 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 I think i had a lot of, a lot more haters when i was younger when i was in high school long yeah. hip-hop guy the yes the exactly because they just didn't understand what that means which is really kind of funny because later when hip-hop became more popular in the philippines and everyone was a hip-hop person and you're like exactly <laughs> I remember I when you were hating me. I know. Ako yun, nauna ako. Nauna na ako. I was wearing the same baggy jeans. <laughs> exactly. It became like, a big hit. No? Just, 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 I think this is the 90s. Oh my God, we're like traveling back in time in fashion too. Oh yeah, with like color, color blocking, right? Cross color. Oh my God. <laughs> Kulang na lang, but, ano, Jerbo jeans yung kulang mo. Oh, Jerbo! Jerbo jeans is exactly it. Jerbo! Oh, oh Jerbo, kulang na lang yung Jerbo mo, di ba? At saka, ano, Jordano ba yun sa Pilipinas? Jordano shirt? Yeah, but Jerbo was the one that was... Jerbo was, was the one. Like, yeah. Kind of baggy, but not super baggy. It was like, oh. wide kasi, di ba, you had the thing in the middle. <laughs> not, kind of like... Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like hanging. Yeah, Naalala ko yung jerbo na yan. Uy, ang mahal ng jerbo ha. Daddy ko sa sampal. Ayun, nakaisip. Oh my God. Ayun, nakaisip. 10,000 pesos. Diba? 15,000, something like that. 8,000. Pero ano, okay naman yung ganun eh. Ano ko medyo mahal? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about bags. Sorry. Like 5,000. No, no. Like 3,000. Something like that. 3,000. Not 3, yeah. Siguro mga 3. Like, like I say, when I when I went back, siguro my favorite pair right now actually is Jerbo jeans when I went back to the Philippines siguro two years ago because I went to like Glorieta. Tapos, uh, I bought one on sale for like, for at that time, it was like 1-2. Nag-clearan sila 1-2. I was like, perfect. Oh my God. Wait, hold on. May jerbo pa? Sabi ni Lalio. Yeah, may jerbo pa. May jerbo pa ngayon. Oh. In Philippine. We gotta get it. Shoe. We gotta get some. I, I mean, when you mentioned it, oh my God, I can't believe oh, it. Oh, sige, Lalio. Ito yung tela niya. Malambot, malambot yung tela niya. Talaga? Wow. Tsaka sales niya pag sa Philippines, which is really funny kasi nung it was uso in the Philippines, And I would fly to come come back here to the states. I would find it at Marshalls and Ross and TJ Maxx, you know, for like thirty dollars. And the Philippines were going crazy for five thousand, siguro at that time. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are people buying this when you can, when I, you know, here you could buy for thirty dollars? It's really kind of funny. Yeah, see, Lali goes in Glorieta in Alabang Town. Yeah. <laughs> I miss ABC. Oh my yes, god. Yes. Lali, I didn't know that. Oh, sige, pag-uwi namin, makamagahanap kami ng jerbo. Oh, Deja vu, no? Ang, ang pen. Lali's in the know, ah. Huh? She's in the know. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, Lali, we will... Okay. Pag na-meet namin, minit namin siya, we will take you with us. Kasi mahilig yan sa player. Hindi siya player, pero mahilig siya sa player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ang ganda niya, Diyos ko, Lord! <laughs> Boy, parang, parang that night when I went to the... I, I, you know, the, the, the thing at the, uh, at the embassy... When um, the titas of New York were hounding me, that was crazy. Dude, crazy. That was a crazy night. And it wasn't even for me. It was for like basketball players. And I was like, "Patayna!" Oh my god! I remember that? And like, you must, that, was, that was with Lila. I remember that was the night. And then I remember being there. And then I had the titas. They all went around me, and they were like, "Oh, I know, Erwin. You read kami." I was like, "Tita, to who?" No, like I don't really. I'm not. I'm not that kind of guy. And it's like, nee, I know. Pa player mo naman kami, pa player naman. And I was like, oh my god, I'm, are you serious? Like, do you really want? And pero ano? Gusto namin mayaman ha, mayaman. <laughs> I was like, what? But the, you know the NBA players, and you guys are like already divorces. You already have enough money. You don't really need that, you know. <laughs> and then they were like, they were like, and they were like, oh wow, let's go to Marquee and PhD all on me. What? Wow, VIP table, wow. 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 Mayaman si Mamash. Big time, big time si Lali. Big time si Lali. Ayan. Okay, si Derek talagang excited. And so, 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 the titas would be like, ano reto man kami? And I was like, okay, that's, okay, cool. I'll see whatever. Pero ano, gusto mo mayaman. Tsaka ano, they would look around. They would look around. They're like, ayo naman ng itim ha. And I, I am like, very Filipino. I was like, what? Oh my god! Like, no 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 no
Kasi masyadong malaki eh. <laughs> <laughs> Oo nga, oh, ito. Ta- I was like, oh no. Oh my God. Now I have a joke for you. They, oh but they say once you go black, you can't go oh black. My oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my Kasi alam mo, hanggang saan? Malapit sa tuhod. Tapos oh. gawa ganito, ganito pa. Oh, gawa ganito. Oh, another one. I want a boyfriend, not a tripod. Charot! Oh, <laughs> oh my God, we can go on and on. And on. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> so the problem is, so, so yung, I know, no, I was like, oh my God, I have to leave. So actually at that time, who was there for <laughs> the si, um, was pulled me. See, she heard that he heard that was that was what happening. So he grabbed me. He's like, oh, Erwin, uh, uh, we have to like do an interview outside. So ni rescue ako, ni rescue sa mga tita. So me and Layla we were like walking out with our friend. We were walking outside there, um, and then because we're also with the. Uh, Christine, Christine, who is a rocket, the, the yeah, only. Oh, Sineki. Sineki. Yes, this is Sineki. I know. Her. Interview with her. Yes. Sineki with her mom, and then later we were all leaving. So I, th- I forgot who was trying to like rescue us to kind of leave from the tita's like realm because in occupy nako. So I was leaving. I was leaving. Palis nako. I let. Christine and her mom and Layla leave. And then I was the last person there. And then one of the titas was running, was running. She was the smallest one part from the tita. She was running to me. She was Erwin, 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 Erwin. I was like, oh, oh yeah, tita, what's up? What's up? Sabi niya sa akin, ako okay lang sa akin, ha? So. Mutahabul pa, oh my God. I love the titas of Manila. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ako, okay lang sa akin ang malaki, ha? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I could be part of a tita. Oh, I, I need to go right now. This, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this right now. I'm kind of embarrassed. It's like, I just don't know about the situation. I'm like, I don't know how I can help you, but like, this is, I'm out. My God. What, you, you, you did not sign up for that, oh okay? Yeah, yeah. You're using the whole fact like, oh, ano, pag nag-independence day kami, si tita ano, yung head ng parade para dandun ka sa taas float ano wala so they were like all like framing this framing this and then the question came yeah <laughs> yes. the ulterior motive na mga maliliit motive pala gusto ng first aid kit sa first night I was like oh no I need to go no wag to just go can't anymore at least at least all I can say is probably me and Lali we'll have a drink with you first over a glass or two three four five thousand then we will ask hey lamunat Erwin ha Paano naman kami eh? Oh my God, Erwin! Nakakaloka! I love it. And that literally was what? That was four years ago. So that was only like my second year, I think, or my... Yeah, that was my second year in... My second year um, in... in you know, in the sports here. So it was like really like, uh, it was still like on a high and it was like, life was good. And I was like, you know, at the, at the time, the embassy was really big on a lot of like people. My brother was active and also because my brother was part of, but that was when Consul was, um, um, Tess, Tess, I think was Consul was because of the Consul there. So she, she knew my brother really well. So I got invited to all these events there and stuff like that. So it was really one of those. <laughs> oh, I wanted to read that. <laughs> 
Tigas, hindi ako ba yung mama ko? Oh my God. <laughs> Ga- Lali, mag-usap tayo. Gano'n ba kalaki yan? <laughs> oh, my oh my God. Well, anyway, bago na punit. Bago na punit. Anong sabi? When this went, oh my God. A whole different direction. I know, I know. We can talk about everything. Yeah, that's what I love about yeah, yeah, because we can talk about everything, anything under the sun. Gosh, this is so crazy, you guys. This is so crazy. Oh, mama, yati pa kusapan lali ko ano mapupunit na mama. Oh my gosh, my job is not my hardest. I know we are perceiving. I know, right? Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, okay. So you were talking about your brother. Okay. So they know your brother. So yeah, they know my, my brother because my brother was very active in trying to promote the kind of the New York entrepreneurs and then technology stuff and, and to, to be able to then connect them with the Philippines and all that other stuff. So my brother and I are both go-getters, I guess is the right word. My brother does it in tech and I do it in like a, in, in the personal space and it's personal growth space. And I think it's been kind of funny to, to in a sense, tag team how we can create bigger impact in the Philippines. And so ironically, like with, he got into, he's creating a company in the Philippines that does microfinancing with the help of 7-Eleven using, you know, technology and AI and all that other stuff, create micro loans for people through 7-Eleven. Oh, wow. You know, and so he's part of this new accelerator called Techstars now that like is helping him groom this and get investors and all that other stuff. Then meanwhile, I'm creating it from the social enterprise space and also from the social impact and also mm-hmm. the health and wellness and mental health space. And so it's been kind of interesting how we're both kind of finding our way to create impact and serve Filipinos, <laughs> but we just have a different direction. You know, um, it's been fascinating because this next month i'm gonna take a couple of months a couple of days a couple of weeks to just chill out as you know i'm gonna go on holidays and then i'm gonna go full on i'm creating like a whole um crazy kind of campaign on using tiktok to then oh yeah you mentioned a lot that more positivity to mental health and to champion the mental health space in the philippines with uh with a whole campaign called naranasan manaba so uh, oh wow. <laughs> wait, wait wait what wait how will you, I don't know, how will you execute that? Like that TikTok with... Uh, the positivity and, yeah. Positivity. And, yeah. So, like, the question is like... The scripts are like, Naranasan mo na ba? Naranasan mo na ba? Naranasan mo na ba? You felt alone and you felt like wala kayong makausap. And so, you know... And then and then and then then I'll say like and then I'll talk about then I'll talk about according to uh, the statistics you know uh, this many people that that end up going breakup will find themselves getting depressed or something like that but those who find themselves having support groups always have a better outcome or whatever you want to call it and then so and then our tagline will be palang will be like hindi kayo nag-iisa. so it's like so finding a way that, to positive. Ooh. Uh, with with this campaign that we're gonna do for about a whole month of creating videos, and then the, and that's my mornings, and then my evenings will be um, a wellness hack, you know, something about like sleep or eating well or um, you know exercise or movement or just something hack and a quick thing to be like get you know sleep. Sleep is important. Make sure you get your seventh hour, eight hours of sleep if you really. Mm-hmm. 
productive and efficient and make sure you're asleep from 10 to 2 that's when your human growth hormones like really like activate you and do these things and then and then and then after that you know if you can't sleep and get a good full good night's sleep take naps and take naps and take 30 minute naps or take an hour and a half nap depending what your goal is because then they will equal this 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 and then that's your wellness hack for the day and then next tomorrow so which is also you're going to do on TikTok as well that that hack yeah it's gonna it's all based on TikTok and <laughs> TikTok but then we're gonna populate it through everywhere it's gonna be on Instagram it's gonna be on Facebook it's gonna be on it's, channels of Buy TV in the Philippines and they're gonna spread it out uh, so my production crew back in the Philippines is Buy TV out of Cebu oh my god oh, wow. I love so it's it gonna be, 